0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 24th chapter. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. As were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
1: I rejoiced because they said to me, we will go up to the house of the Lord. So the psalmist cried, and we made his cry our own. We have set foot within your gates, O Jerusalem, we sang, for this is Jerusalem now, and there is peace within these walls. For Jerusalem is the place to which the Christ comes, that as the prophet says, we may walk in the light of the Lord and have our swords turned into plowshares and our spears into pruning hooks and learn war no more. Moments ago, you heard the Lord tell you that he is coming at an hour you do not expect. You might not be here in church singing his praise when he sends out his angels with a loud trumpet call to gather his elect you might not be saying your prayers or calling your mother as you said you'd do when the powers of the heavens are shaken. His advent will be unannounced. As were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. There were no signs, no clues, no warnings that the windows of heaven were about to open and the floodgates of the great deep burst forth. Just the normal stuff, eating, drinking, getting married, having kids, then suddenly chaos the kind of chaos described by the Roman statesman Pliny after witnessing the eruption of Mount Vesuvius that obliterated Pompeii. Night came upon us, he said, not such as we have when the sky is cloudy or when there is no moon, but that of a room when it is shut and all the lights put out. You could hear the shrieks of women, the screams of children, the shouts of men, some calling for their children, others for their parents, others for their spouse, seeking to recognize each other by the voices that replied. One lamenting his own fate, another of his family, some wishing to die from the very fear of dying, some lifting their hands to the gods, but the greater part were convinced that there were now no gods at all, and that the final endless night of which we had heard had now come upon the world. They were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away, our Lord said unaware of what was coming and also why. No meaning, no light, endless night, wishing to die from the very fear of dying. There is a difference, though, between back then and now. And it's a big one. This holy altar table that stands before you, set, as Pastor reminded us, above the chaos, the deep darkness before there was light. This holy Eucharist of the advent of the Son of Man into your living right now. Or, as the Apostle put it, this grace in which you now stand. Yes, there is eating and there is drinking, and you may have done a lot of it just a few days ago. But there is this eating and drinking now, too. This consumption which pleads, come Lord Jesus, in a way the other does not. There is marrying and giving in marriage, But there is also the marriage of the Lamb, to which you are all invited, for his wedding is yours, too. So you are not in the dark, not here, not in this ark that rides the waves. You come, not because you fully understand the times, Or what God is up to right now with our world gone mad, where right is wrong and wrong is right. You come not because you see the light at the end of the tunnel or the dawn of the eternal day, but simply because you've thrown your lot in with Jesus, who gave up his spirit while the deep darkness again enveloped the earth, and his prayer, my God, why, got no reply. It looked then as if there were indeed no gods at all. Yet you come, not because you are convinced and have all your ducks in order, but because our Lord himself draws you here or as Paul says, because Christ's love compels us, compels us to hold on and not let go. Though the shadows lengthen and the evening comes, the fever of life is over and our work here done. Abide with me, you still can say whether you firmly believe or not, whether you fully comprehend or not, he does, he abides. That's Advent. And the Holy Supper he has prepared is indeed for you, you who call his father your Abba too. And so trust that though he may now humble you as he did your Lord, he will in due time exalt you too. Not because you've willed it so, but because he has and has always kept saying, come home. I know that now things seem so random, so difficult to discern, so seemingly void of meaning. Who knew that Blessed Mary was bearing in her womb the eternal Son and Savior? Who knew what was really going on on that Friday we call good? Our Lord himself said, two men will be in the field. One is apprehended, the other let go. Two women are grinding at the mill. One is apprehended, the other let go. Why? Why? But there is nothing random or dark about this and what it means for you right now. For the word, he is coming at an hour you do not expect, is not our Lord's last word to you. His last and abiding word is, I am with you always to the end of the age. To the end and beyond. So come. To the place where war is learned no more, and you receive his lasting, eternal peace. The place where his advent is still, as always, for you. In the holy name of Jesus.